This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with Certified Financial Planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast, where we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies that help you to build and maintain wealth. My name is David Chudik, and I am a resource. Um, I do this podcast to be a resource to the business owners of the world and to the individuals on all different types of money and financial strategies. Because let's face it, how we handle our money should positively impact our lives and the lives of those around us. So think about some times in your life where you've had your money under control, and those are pretty good times. Other times where there's a little bit less uh, less money stress, and and that creates less relationship stress and even better health because your body isn't suffering the negative effects of stress. And if you're like me, you've also had times where maybe your money and your finances weren't under control. And those are just more difficult times. So I want everybody to eliminate the problems that are in their lives financially that they can eliminate. So if there is anything keeping you up at night regarding your money, email me, David at parallelfinancial.com. That's David at parallelfinancial.com. We can do a Zoom call, talk about some of these things. We can do an in-person visit if you are local or even a phone call. And we can decide if there are some next steps that can help you to sleep better at night. Um, Today's episode is going to be about charitable giving. Uh, most of our episodes, when we have guests, I ask the guest at the end of the episode to give their definition of true wealth. And quite often the guest has a, a definition of wealth that has something to do with generosity and giving and making the world a better place. So I thought it would be a great idea to have an episode where we talk about some, what are the strategies? What are the tactics that we can all use to give and to be generous? Now, keep in mind, I'm recording this podcast in 2022. Tax laws change, charitable giving laws change all the time. So, you know, make sure you're consulting with your accountant, with your attorney, uh, or even your financial advisor for some of the more complicated strategies that we're going to talk about today. But the first strategy for giving is really simple. It's just direct gifts. So it's giving something to uh, what we call a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Okay, so you can give cash. So let's say to your church or let's say to um, an organization like the American Heart Association or the United Way or or some smaller, less known, um, less known uh, charities Uh, and you can get a tax deduction for it. So sometimes we just have some excess cash or we want to uh, uh, we want to schedule some giving a lot of a lot of organizations will allow you to give X amount of dollars per month automatically or per week or per year. So giving of cash directly, great way, very simple way to give your resources. Um, number two, you can give securities, right? So um, you can donate a stock or a bond, and then you receive an immediate tax deduction of the full fair market value of the stock. So let's say you bought a stock for $10 a share 20 years ago, and now it's worth, I don't know, $500 a share. 
Well, if you sold that stock and um, you you just use it for your own purposes, well, you're going to have a pretty large capital gain. But um, if you were considering making a charitable deduction, a charitable donation, why not give that highly appreciated stock to the charity? So the charity can keep the stock, the charity can liquidate the stock, but ultimately you are getting the value, uh, the tax deduction for the full market value of the stock. Uh, make sure, side note, do not liquidate the stock and, get, and then give cash to the charity. Make sure that you're given the, uh, given the stock or the security directly to the charity. You can also give personal property <clears throat> to a 501c3 company. So this is anything collections, antiques, but <clears throat> cars, boats, anything like that. Now, again, you're going to have to check with your accountant on this one, but typically your deduction is limited to your cost basis. But then the association can either use that personal property or they can sell it and the, 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 the organization gets to bypass any capital gains. So that's a, one of the benefits for them of being a non, uh, non-profit organization. And finally, retirement plans. So retirement plans are complicated and they can be relatively highly taxed. So once you get past your recommended, um, I'm sorry, required minimum distribution age, uh, you can roll over up to $100,000 of your uh, IRA directly to a charity. And you don't have to, and you don't have to count that money towards your taxable income for the year. But it does; it would satisfy your RMD uh, distribution requirement for that year. So some of the benefits of direct gifts are that the organization gets immediate benefit. And also, while you're alive, you get to see the um, you get to see the organization benefit from it. Uh, there also are donor advised funds that are set up um, and, and business interests. So these get a little bit more complicated, but if you own an S Corp, you can give some stock uh, to, to an organization and then they can sell it back to you and you can help to reduce or eliminate tax on accumulated earnings. So now let's move on to some gifts that uh, end up giving back. So there are some charitable gift annuities that you can set up. Now, these, again, these get a little bit complicated. You'll probably need to get an attorney involved. And I'm going to give you just a real 30,000-foot description of how these work. So a CRUT, a Charitable Remainder Unit Trust. So what you would do is um, you would uh, transfer assets, usually securities, although really any asset could be used, into a trust. Uh, the trustee would manage the assets, and you'll select an annual payout rate that you would like to receive. And um, depending on the trust's value, uh, you would receive that predetermined uh, amount of income percentage every year. So your income would vary. You would get a tax deduction, which would be somewhat uh, prorated and would have to be calculated. Uh, then upon your passing, um, the assets of the trust goes to the charity that you selected. Uh, charitable Remainder Annuity Trust. Now, this is known as a CRAT, uh, Charitable Remainder Annuity Trust, very similar to the CRUT. Um, only uh, the only difference or one of the main differences is that each year you would receive a fixed amount of income. It wouldn't vary. And then finally, a charitable lead trust. So what a charitable lead trust is, is uh, you would transfer some high value assets such as maybe a family business into the trust. And each year, the charitable beneficiary receives payments 
um, from those assets. At the end of the trust term, whatever funds and value of the assets are left over uh, goes back to uh, your children or heirs that were selected from you. Now, again, this gets complicated as far as the uh, the tax deduction, but you'd get a present value of future payments for the um, to the charity. So these are used typically by higher net worth individuals and families. So if the annuity trusts sound interesting to you, these, your attorney would need to be involved. There would be some costs involved to drawing up the documents. We need to get trustees involved, your CPA and your financial advisor. But really, I wanted to just give you a um, uh, an overview on how annuity trusts work and how you can get some income from a large pool of assets and also uh, get a tax deduction and ultimately potentially have the organization receive the remainder of the assets. So moving on to deferred giving and deferred giving oftentimes is a way to have a charity get more money um, or, or more of your resources than you could afford to give while you are living. So the first one is a charitable bequest, and that's really just including an organization in your will. So in your will, uh, and you can amend your will very, very easily. You don't need a whole new will if this is something that you decide to do, but you could leave a percentage of your estate. You could leave a specific item. You could leave a specific uh, piece of property to any, any, any 501c3 organization that you would like. So that's a way that um, you can know that you're going to help the organization um, at your passing but uh, it, 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 you may need the assets during your lifetime and are not able to, uh, to part with them while you are living. Your beneficiary designations are also a great way to make sure that upon your passing, uh, the, the organization of your choice is receiving some significant value. So think about your your types of accounts that have be uh, beneficiary designation. These are your IRAs, your Roth IRA, your traditional, your pensions, your life insurance, your annuities, uh, things like that. So if you're older and let's say that your adult children are financially doing well, you might consider changing your beneficiary either totally or in part from your adult children to uh, to a charity. Or maybe maybe your adult children, instead of inheriting getting uh, a million dollar life insurance proceeds, uh, maybe if they um, if you decided I'm going to leave half of those th those funds to my children to my adult children because they're doing well financially, and I would like to know that X Y Z organization of my choice is going to receive a large sum of money at my passing. So think about your your beneficiary designations and 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 consider if some of those should be left to a 501c3 organization. Um, payable on death designation on CDs, bank accounts, um, and transfer on death for securities is also another place where you can list an organization as um, a beneficiary. Then upon your passing they can certainly receive all of those assets or just a percentage of the assets. And finally, let's talk a little bit about real estate. So real estate can be given directly while you're alive to an organization. So uh, transferring deed uh, can, can, can help you to uh, bypass some, some taxes and it can give 
uh, a property that the organization can either use or sell for their benefit. Uh, so, so a lot of people maybe own some land, uh, maybe they own um, an extra rental house or anything like that, and you get an immediate tax deduction under current laws for the fair market value of the property. So if you have a house that you bought for $10,000 and it's now appreciated to a value of $200,000, you know, you'd get that uh, that higher tax deduction for what the fair market value is. A retained life estate is another strategy that's probably not very well known. And again, it's crucial that you get your attorney involved, crucial that you get your CPA involved, and crucial that, uh, you know, you get your financial advisor involved to see how this fits in your total financial picture. But here is the 30,000 foot view. So you transfer your home or some piece of real estate into a life estate. Uh, you get to uh, retain the enjoyment and the use of that piece of property. You also are responsible for the upkeep and the expenses, but you get a percentage of the value of your property uh, as a tax deduction when you transfer it into the life estate. Then at the end of your lifetime, without having to go through probate, that property just transfers into uh, the control of the organization. And then again, the organization can can sell it and use the proceeds for whatever uh, whatever it needs, or oftentimes it may be a building or a home that the organization can use. So I hope that this gives you just some ideas of some ways that you can be more charitable inclined. So think about what do you want, you know, what do you want your legacy to be when it comes uh, to charitable giving? Uh, do you want to be that person that that gives money every month just really religiously and feels good about knowing that you have cash going to an organization and they get to benefit from it every month? Do you want to be that person maybe that that just whenever cash flow permits, you make a bigger gift and you're able to to watch an organization kind of meet its needs through partially through through your generosity. And then also, you know, you have those those other strategies where you can be a little bit more purposeful and strategic and possibly you can uh, you can make a, a larger gift of appreciated stock. You can bypass some uh, capital capital gains taxes and 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 have the the charity receive securities that are highly valued. Uh, we also have the annuity, uh, the annuity trust. Again, those are complicated. Those uh, need some guidance by your attorney and CPA. But it's ways for either you to get income every month and then have the remainder of the body of the trust go to go to the organization, or uh, you can you can have the organization receive income every month and then at your passing or at the end of the trust term, the body of the trust can go to the non-charitable beneficiaries. You can give money by will. You can give property by will. So you can simply uh, name in your will that XYZ charity gets uh, some of your some of your property. You can name specific property. You can name a specific uh, percentage of your estate. You can get pretty creative here, but it's a way for you to know that upon your passing that uh, that the the organization will benefit with resources that uh, that were that were gathered through your lifetime. So if you have any questions, email me, David at parallelfinancial.com. We can go in a little bit deeper and talk about some of these, but this was this was a high level introduction to charitable giving. And I want to encourage everybody. Uh, on our proverbial deathbed, I just I don't think very many of us will say, man. 
if I would have just accumulated a little bit more money and not made that $100 donation to uh, to the charity, or if I would have not transferred that rental house that I had to to an organization, I would just have a little bit more money and I'd be much, much happier. No, I think most of us would feel the opposite. And most of us would feel like, you know what, I probably there probably were some opportunities for me to be more generous and, and I missed them. And, 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 uh, and I regret that. So, so look at how you can help to make the world a better place either while you're living or upon your passing by how you use your money and how you give away some of your money and your assets. So until next week, I wish everybody a blessed weekend and go out and make the world a better place.